This is episode 24 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Pinky promise, pinky promise. Oh, I remember doing on. that as a, a little kid. You pull out your small, well, obviously your pinky. Oh, yeah, that's and, the one. And, and you hook there with someone else because when you make a promise right. as a youngster, you know mm-hmm. that 100% of the time, you're going to keep that promise. Does oh, that yeah. the way it works? Never. Never? Mm-mm. Never. Mm-mm. Never happens. The thing about a pinky promise, too, is you can't see some of the other fingers. They might be crossing their fingers. That's the other thing that you know about this, mm-hmm. right? If you're crossing your fingers when you make a promise, you don't have to oh, make good on it. That's right. Behind yeah. your back or right, something. Right, yeah, right, that's right. true. That's yeah. a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then interesting how promises, uh, we, we talk about little kids and their <laughs> unkept promises, but uh, we're bigger kids now and bigger kids also. Uh, don't keep promises because we're we're flawed. We're we're uh, sinful people, and I think you know much like they talk about how you were brought up as a you know when you have an adult near you, that's how you look at God. That's mm. your example. Mm. I wonder if part of us not believing, even though it's in the Word of God, so many promises in there. I wonder if we've been let down mm. so many times. We say in our human mind, not our spiritual mind, our human mind, it's like, oh yeah, it says that in there, but is that really true? Mm. Do you think we struggle with that sometimes? Yeah, definitely. And not just seeing the example of of people letting us down with promises and thinking of God as one of the trustworthy people in our life, but if we're viewing our relationship with God like a transactional kind of thing, like what am I going to get out of it? I wonder if also some of the false promises of Just consumerism fall into our relationship with God. People promise things all the time on ads and on YouTube videos and reviews. It said it was a five-star this and that they'd have a warranty for that. And it just falls flat. If we're viewing our relationship with God the wrong way, yeah, a lot of those times uh, we can have trouble trusting in his promises. I think one of the reasons that I don't trust God's promises is because with a human relationship, it would be reciprocal, you know, like I trust you, you trust me. But when it comes to God and I, I will always fail. Mm. And so I wonder if in my mind, I think, well, if I fail, he will fail. Uh, that Because with people, that's how it is. People mess up. You know, and you apologize and you try to make amends and you move forward. But but even in my shortcomings, he never fails. And that's sometimes hard to to wrap our little human minds around. I think also in the uh, promises of God and how we look at it in our, as you said, Therese, finite minds, we look at it on this earth, this time on earth. And God's mind is eternal. And so if we're looking at things just as what's going on in our lifetime, however long that lasts, it's possible that some of those promises won't be answered in our human-on-earth lifetime. Sure. God's promises are eternal. And so uh, when you accept Jesus and you're with him 
for eternity. Uh, God's promises look at it from that standpoint. We look at it in such a finite little matter. If it doesn't happen in the next 20 minutes, it's not a promise. No, no. God looks at it eternally. Yeah, yeah. And about his eternal promise to us and that we can't let it down, we can't let him down so much that it breaks his word to us. Like you were saying, Teresa, and like you were just saying about that to Steve, it makes me think about when God makes the covenant with Abraham. They do this really strange ritual where they they take these sacrificial animals and they actually cut them in half and lay the halves apart on this little path. And this was something people did to make covenants with each other in the old world and the time when Abraham was alive. And the two people making the covenant would walk through that literal path of carnage. And they were saying in this covenant, whichever one of us breaks their word to the other will become like these animals who have been sacrificed and their blood spilt out. The significant thing when Abraham makes a covenant like this with God and God instructs him to sacrifice these animals and lay out their their bodies, just like Abraham knew you do in a covenant, God was the only one who passed through those animals. Abraham watched from the side as it happened, and God passed through in, in a form like, like a flaming fire pot, the word says, down through these animals, essentially saying, if one of us breaks this covenant, it's not going to be me. It'll be you, Abraham. And, and also, by the way, if you break your word to me, I'll become like one of these animals and still uphold my promise to you. I'd rather be the one sacrificed and my love for you is never going to fail, even if you fail me. And I just think that's incredibly powerful that it's a promise that really does last into eternity. So let's talk about some of God's promises. Okay. You know, one that had a huge impact on me as an early young believer, I say young, but in early 30s when I first believed, when I was a, when I came to the Lord, what my life was going through, my wife-to-be, we weren't married yet, but her dad was going through real serious cancer, and he eventually died within, you know, a, a couple-year period. And, and the whole time, you know, they stood on God's promises of healing. He's going to be healed. He's going to be healed. And it made a, such a huge impact on me. And you can believe this or not, or, or you can argue about it, uh, you know, theologically, if you'd like. But it made a huge impact, and I'll never forget it. When, after he died, then it was like, well, yes, it's, speaking of eternity, God did answer our prayers. Hmm. He is healed. He's with the Lord forever. His body is healed now, so God did answer that prayer. He promises never to leave us nor forsake us. Uh, Deuteronomy 31, 8, that's one of God's promises. He, I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to be there. And that's in his word of God. How many promises are there in the Bible? Anybody want to count them up now? Or we're going to, oh, we don't have that long. <laughs> There's a lot. I know. There's, there are a lot of promises. You know, when you talk about that eternal perspective, for one, God promises an abundant life. He tells us that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. And I think that's one of those promises that may be eternity-minded, you know, Sometimes we think abundant life means 
having stuff and having mm. ease and having luxury. And it doesn't say that you'll have life on this earth abundantly. It mm. says you will have life abundantly. And I don't think that there'll be anything more abundant than heavenly life. And so that's something to hang on to today. But I think this one is earthly. In James 1, 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. That's a pretty straight promise. Would you like to be wise? I mean, who wouldn't like to be wise? But how many times do we just stop and say, God, I need wisdom in this situation. There's never been a time where I've asked God for that earnestly when he hasn't given it. Mm. You know, if you lack peace, if you lack hope, ask God for it. You know, he loves to answer those prayers. He loves to kind of impart himself into our lives here on earth. I think sometimes some of the discouragement in our Christian life comes from, well, one, maybe times where we're not asking for that wisdom, like you say, Therese, because God does give that when we ask. But when we feel like we see our sin coming back, creeping back in, and we feel like we're not making progress, we're not growing in our faith, that's when I take encouragement from a promise from God's word. And I think you can find it in multiple places, but I love how straightforward it is in Philippians 1, 6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It's a promise. God is working in me. He's not going to give up working on me. He's not going to stop until he has made me like his son, Jesus Christ. I can be discouraged by seeing the sin in my life, the things that keep creeping back in, but I can know God's working. And what I love what happens is when, yeah, maybe you can't see how much God has done in you, but then sometimes you hear from other people, they say, hey, you're different. Or, you don't do this thing other anymore, or you've grown in this area. Those are just such little shots of encouragement reminding you that, yes, we fail. Yes, we do struggle with our sin. But the Christian life, I've always loved the description that it's two steps back, three steps forward. And there's always that progress because God is always committed to his word that he is going to keep working on you and never, ever give up on you. So you can't always depend on the pinky promise, but you can always depend on God's hand always yes. being with you. Mm. <laughs> Come closer to the radio so we can see you. Wow, you look great today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. What if there were the perfect song for your profession? What if there were the perfect hymn? The perfect hymn for a baker would be when the roll is called up yonder. Oh, yes. oh there you yes. go. Yes. Roll yeah. like bread. Or, or a dentist. Crown him with many crowns. Perfect. I'm thinking like an artisan candy maker, a confectioner. Right. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Or maybe the insurance salesman. Blessed assurance. (laughs) Patty from Erie. I was thinking a landscaper would come to the garden alone. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh (laughs) My name's Terry and I live in Sugar Grove. All right. A hymn matching a profession. Oh, you know what? isn't him, but I was thinking this is the day the Lord has made for a weatherman. Oh, yes. Or for the weatherman, you have all hail the power of Jesus' name. That would be good. Or there shall be a shower of blessings. Oh. Oh, These are good. Yeah. Those are more fitting. Wait wait till we tell (laughs) Kevin Williams. I'm Rebecca from Adkin, New York. He is able to deliver the 
And for the profession, uh, UPS, FedEx, or Amazon Prime. <laughs> this is Bruce from Fredonia. For the optometrist, we want uh, Be Thou My Vision. Yes. Perfect. That's a good one. 2020. <laughs> we got a text from Chris in Alabama, New York. Just heard that caller mention he will deliver you and said, yeah, that applies to me because I'm a midwife. So oh, I guess that would wow. work there, too. Yeah. How about an ornithologist? His mm-hmm. eye is on the sparrow. Oh, yeah. A quarry worker's him, the solid rock. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the IRS agent. Uh-oh. I surrender all. <laughs> Today is going to be great. We just know it. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Are you over it yet, Therese? Are you over it? Am I over what? Oh, oh, that bad dream. The dream where I woke up and I was mad at you and Tim because of what you did in my dream? (laughs) Right, right. right. Now that you mention it, I don't think I am over it. Oh, well, well, well. How about this? We have some uh, some advice for you here. If you want to have, you know, every once in a while, uh, you have a pleasant dream where maybe it's a fun dream where maybe even you laugh in the middle of the dream and wake up laughing or you you smile when you wake up. It's like, oh, that was good. How do you have more of those? Hmm. Well, according to the experts, and it's not a guarantee, you just have a better chance of this, and it's very scriptural, as a matter of fact. Uh, During the day, think of an object, a subject, a person that is pleasant, that is good. Oh, just like Philippians 4.8. Yeah, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think about those things during the day Hmm. and you're more likely to have a better dream so let's see (sighs) true noble Mm -hmm. pure Mm -hmm. lovely Uh admirable tim you and i have some work to do (laughs) 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 anyone else wish morning started just a little later yeah we get that it's rise up with steve Therese, and tim on family life I found this list of old-fashioned sayings. I'm kind of curious if Steve ever said any of these. All right. Personally, I believe these should be brought back into style, Tim. You let me know if you think they could, like, trend on TikTok, (laughs) okay? Hmm. Instead of someone being a coward, call them pigeon-livered. Oh, pigeon liver. Never used that one, but boy, that's a good one. That is a good one. How about someone who's like a poser, somebody who's just like smiling all the time? Uh A giggle mug. Hashtag giggle mugs. Giggle mugs. Hashtag giggle mugs, I think, could catch Uh on, right? Uh And then this one is, this one's kind of fancy. You know, like if there's someone you can't trust, they're kind of fake, maybe two-faced. Instead of calling them a phony baloney, there was actually a very popular phrase. This is like the King James version, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Phonus balonis. No. no. (laughs) Legit. You're making that up. No cap. That's, no cap on that one. No that's, that's sus. I find that a little sus. What are they probably talking about around here? It's okay. You can go back to bed in about 16 hours. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life. We've got a problem. We've got a problem with the hot dog bun. Hmm. Yeah, not the hot dog itself. Okay. Because of the way they're packaged, there's 10 hot dogs yeah. in the package and only eight buns per bag. So you have to end up buying a lot more hot dog buns than you really need. And then you got all these hot dog buns sitting around. What are we going to do with these? Mm. No fun for leftovers. Unless you do the American thing and you get innovative with it. Because hot dog buns can make for some really fun, exciting other recipes. Like they're a really good starter for 
stuffed French toast. Whoa. You know, stack nicely with some good toppings in between there. Yeah. So stuffed French toast with your leftover hot dog buns. Okay. What about this? Easy to make cheesy garlic bread. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of already the right shape for that too. Or add a little sauce yeah. and you've got yourself a pizza boat. Oh. So when leftover time comes around, yeah. get creative and get American with yes. those hot dog buns. Or, or do what we like to do is just go out and buy more hot dogs. <laughs> that idea sounds like a wiener to me. <laughs> Here we go. It's another new day. You're listening to Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. For many of us, big name theme parks might not be in the budget for the summer, but that doesn't mean you can't find affordable family fun. And after you find that, the Rise Up Travel Agency has an outing for your entire crew. Introducing Amusement World. At Amusement World, you'll make memories that will last a car ride. Find fun, thrills, and creatively disguised everyday experiences that'll make you say... That was amusing. Make a splash at the dazzling water wall. See the world's smallest chlorinated swimming pool. Has anyone seen my cereal bowl? Best of all, there's no need for an expensive fast pass ticket. None of our attractions has ever had a wait time. My wife and I just got back from a visit to Amusement World. I'm not sure if amused is the right word or confused. In addition to being fictional, Amusement World is entirely free because we didn't feel right charging anyone for this. The parking is entertaining, though, so that'll be five bucks. Uh, you can pull in next to the parking spot that a frog just paid for. He didn't want to be towed. <laughs> Bring the whole squad to Amusement World, the place where you can't wait to get back home. Confused. <laughs> 